Hey guys, thanks for listening to Kind of Dating, the comedy dating podcast where I, your host, Natasha Chandel, and some cool guests break down the dating world and try to figure out why the fuck do we all have commitment issues? Today's topic is Indian matchmaking. Does it work? Let's find out. Hello, friends. I'm Natasha Chandel. You're listening to Kinda Dating. If you like today's episode, please remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get it and leave us a five-star rating or review. Yes, five. That's five. Just not there. <laughs> Aisha is also here with us. Aisha, what's up? Hey, guys. How's it going? We've missed you a couple times, but you are back. I am back. Yes. We love it when you're back. Um <laughs> Friends, we're also on social media, so remember to follow us at Kind of Dating across the board. I am at Natasha Chandel on Instagram, Natasha underscore Chandel on Twitter, Natasha Chandel official on Facebook. Because you guys can find me at Aisha Says Dance across literally any social media network there is. I'm there. You are much better <laughs> of a human than I am, um, guys. This is our last episode for uh, a month or so because my ass is going home to Toronto um, and I'm very excited. So I'm turning off. Um, But you know what? You guys have 150 plus fucking episodes to listen to. So enjoy. Um, But we are going out with a big bang. You I I almost don't need to to really introduce these people, um, but I will because they are cast members of the hit Netflix show, Indian Matchmaking. We have Nadia Jagasar and Manisha Das here with us. Hi, Natasha. Hi, Hi, Nisha. How are you guys? (laughs) Oh my God, we're so excited. Okay, like the We're so excited. (laughs) My heart. Um, uh, All of my friends, my family, I don't think they've ever given a shit about my podcast. Like (laughs) for how many years? They didn't care. And when I said you guys were going to come on, my my WhatsApp has been blowing up. My <laughs> Facebook, everybody. Everybody wants to know stuff. Yes, we're gonna yes they, they do. They do. <laughs> right? And you know what? This is the place to talk about it. This is the spot. We ask every guest the first. Uh, our first question is always the same. And yours will be very telling. So single or in a relationship? I'm single. <laughs> I am single as well, but taking a little break right now. Oh, okay. So taking a break. All right. So so we can say um, it didn't work out <laughs> from the show because a lot exactly. of people are wondering that. But yeah. uh, but Nadia, not ready to mingle. Manisha, ready to mingle. Ready to mingle. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, Nadia, was it just from like the show that you've been like, I just want to fucking break? Uh, yeah, I just, uh, it's, it's been a lot right now. So, uh, I'm just taking some time and doing some self-care and trying to get it all together. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Self-care girl. Yeah. You got to do that. Yeah. yeah. So tell us a little bit about the, the show process and like, what made you guys join? And, you know, I think this was filmed last year in 2019 for you guys. So now it's, you know, a year later that you're watching it back over a year um, does it feel awkward? Yeah. Maybe she can go first. Yeah, I can just say for me, I mean, I so much has happened just in this year on a personal level. Like 2020 has just been 
crazy, like batshit crazy for everybody. And I think I almost forgot about it until like a month ago when they were like, oh, the show's coming out. And I was like, oh yeah, the show, I, you know, I did the show. And um, it's, it's definitely, um, it's been magical to watch it like all unfold. Yeah. That's the word I can use to describe it. Like I, I did not, I don't know about Nadia, but I can speak for myself. I, I did not expect it to take off the way it did. Um, I, I have had people reach out to me from middle school that I haven't talked to in like so many years and just so many family members reach out that are so happy and it's bringing people this, this immense amount of joy. And it's, it's really nice to be something that's a part of that. Yeah. I think um, for me getting into it, I was like, I didn't, to Manisha's point, I didn't expect that it was going to be this big, big, but I went into it very wholeheartedly. Like I'm going to try this, not, you know, kind of scared of, of what was going to happen. Um, you know, I tried the apps, tried meeting people through friends, tried talking to guys in bars, like none of that stuff was working. So it was just kind of like, I have nothing to lose by, by being a part of this. And I, I tried to go into it very, um, wholeheartedly and, and open to whatever possibilities could have come from it. Um, and I think the response kind of blew my mind, um, that, that the show is getting, I mean, unfortunate that, um, you know, nothing really transpired from it, but uh, I think it's it's been, you know, love in so many other different ways. Uh, we don't talk about so much transpired from it. You guys are the most eligible <laughs> single bachelorette yes. in, in America <laughs> and you're Indian, yeah. Um, um, no, I mean, why do you guys think people are so hooked on the show? And and actually, th- my, my cousin asked this question from India, because he was like, do you, has the response from the Indian community been different ver- from India versus North America? Um, I think to to kind of answer your first uh, part of the question is, wait, what was the question? Oh, well, yeah, um, I literally just no, no, no. <laughs> why? What do you think was people's response? Like, why do you oh. think people responded the way that they did? Right. Um, I think people responded the way that they did because love is universal. Um, no matter what language you speak, what, you know, country you're from, ethnicity, background, anything, the, the key message or the key string through it all is that everyone's looking for, for love. Everyone's looking for a partner. Um, and the struggles you have are all the same, regardless of, of anything. Um, so I think that's why people could relate to the show so closely. Yeah, I think I would agree with that as well. Dating is super hard, no matter where you're from, um, where you live. Like we're in this era now where dating isn't what it used to be. I think with our parents' generation, for example, like dating was very different then um, Mm -hmm. and dating looks very different today. You know, 90% of dates are starting behind a screen, like on an app and maybe even more. I don't know if that's is true or not but you know it's definitely something that I think has evolved in such a way that it was so easy for people to be like I've been in that situation I've been on a date where it didn't go well or I've been on a date where you know I left feeling like this could potentially be something so I feel like a lot of people identify this is the message that I've been getting to from so many people is I identified I've been where you've been Mm. so I think that's key too is that people feel like there's a lot of reality and there is there's a lot of reality in what they saw in Indian Match. Uh, Aish, as the non-Indian in the group currently, um, who is also a fan of the show, like what did you feel like you learned something from sort of the the about the culture or whatever? Yeah, totally. It was really, really fascinating. Um, 
I mean, like you guys said, dating in love is universal. So, it, and it felt good to watch something that was like rooted in real. Like I've seen real conversations. These dates were real. These people are real people. It didn't feel like, you know, it's yeah. some bachelor fantasy. So it was just really refreshing for me to see all that on screen. And I love seeing people of color trying to find love. So, <laughs> you <Aww>. know. <laughs> Thank you all for listening to Kinda Dating. If you already subscribed, great. We love you. If you're not, get on it. Go to that podcast app on your phone, computer, whatever, and hit the button now so you can get your fix weekly. Side effects include laughing your ass off, sorting out your shit, and finding true love. Isn't that what we all want? I think one of the biggest responses that I've gotten um, was that like people from the Indo-Caribbean community reaching out to me and being like, it was awesome to see representation for the first time. It was awesome to see that for me, that people also went through the same thing or that, you know, people aren't alone in, in feeling this uh, kind of identity, not identity crisis, but, you know, a struggle with being like, well, I'm from here, but my family is here and now I'm American. And now I have all these different, you know, identities to juggle kind of. Um, so that was one of the biggest takeaways um, or responses that I've gotten is people sharing their stories of like, I feel you like I'm a half this or I am this and my family's from here. And um, for me, that was just so, I'm so proud to, to have like kind of been that person for, for the community that we never really had before. Yeah, no, I, I'm from Canada and in Toronto, we have a big Indo-Caribbean community. So I've grown up with, um, you know, a lot of friends who are Guyanese and Trinidadian. And so mm -hmm. I remember when you had said that, oh, the, you know, we feel different from the Indian community. I actually was like, oh, yeah, it's true that they do. Like, you guys do feel not connected. But I always said, like, my Indo-Caribbean friends were probably more Indian than Indians were. Like, <laughs> like my Guyanese girlfriends, like, knew every Bollywood movie and every... I was like, what? What are you talking about? What's that song? And, like, they knew it, like, way ahead of, of anybody. So this is my question for you, Nadia. As fan favorite, I have, I have, you know, two, two part question. Okay. And I think this is what was on everybody's mind. Everybody was like, Nadia is fucking amazing. <laughs> we were all like, I was like, Nadia, she's the best. Really, yeah. <laughs> and so I think everybody's sort of fucking burning Two two part question was, why the fuck did you not see it in yourself? <laughs> and then the other part of, being, you know, being Indo-Caribbean, you, you sort of stated something that, that was very honest. You, you wanted, a, you sort of preferred um, maybe an Indian guy. And mm -hmm. it, it was partially to connect with the culture. But we were all sitting on the outside like, fuck them. <laughs> they don't want to fucking accept you. Why are you not, you could get any guy. Like, why are you, so why, why? Why not explore outside of, of Indian culture if they're going to, if we, I'm not going to say that, yeah. if yeah. we're going to um, be judgy about it, um, why the, you know, why the interest in, in Indian guys? And then, yeah, why do you not feel like you're amazing? <laughs> um, so I think the comfort level comes because you know, there's some things that I don't really have to explain to, to an Indian guy. Right. But then on the other hand, in New Jersey, there's like Indians everywhere. So it's like very easy to meet them. Um, but the, the third part of that equation is 
finding the ones that are willing to take the time and energy to learn about me mm-hmm. and to appreciate um, the differences that we have as well as the similarities. And I think that's been um, kind of a struggle the whole time is that people are like, oh yeah, you're Indian. It's fine. And like, you know, I've grow, grown up doing, you know, classical Indian dancing. I was on an Indian dance team in college. I did dance, you know, Indian dancing after. And so people just took that as my, like, as me. But then, you know, when I go home or when I'm with my family, like I'm very much Guyanese. And like, I come to Toronto a few times a year for Carabana and like, yeah, you know, I, I, still embrace, yeah, um, I still embrace that, that side of me. So it's, it's been difficult. I'm not, um, closed off to, to any, you know, dating anyone. Um, it's just that I hadn't met a guy who was, uh, interested or willing to, to take the time to learn about me across any ethnicity. Um, and so I'm just telling you, I think if the the guy I'm dating is like, all right, if this shit doesn't work out, I'm hitting up Nadia (laughs) and he's he's from Spain. So you got, I, and he would, he, totally learns about Indian culture through me. So I'm sure you, you have options. You want to learn. Um, I appreciate that. Yeah. But what was, so the second part, I mean, yeah. I think that, I think a big frustration for people, not frustration in any negative way, obviously not. Uh, I think it's like, you, you know, when you have a friend that's, that's amazing and doesn't see within herself that she's amazing. You're like, and I think you came off as everybody's best friend and, and people were like, no, no, she's awesome. And like, did you feel through the process or maybe now looking back, especially as you're, you can look back at footage and go, oh, I wonder if, was there something, do you think, mm-hmm. with sort of self-worth? Like, because I think we all struggle with that. Like, we just did an episode on feeling worthy. And I yeah. think our cultures can sometimes like fucking bring us down. Yeah. <laughs> Women. It's so true. I mean, um, I think it's hard to, it's hard to be very real with yourself sometimes. And I think in my past relationships, um, I just wasn't confident in, um, in myself or in like what I bring to the table. And I think in the last few years, um, I'd say probably the last two or three years, I think I've really come into my own and, and being single has given me like the time and opportunity to do that. And as I go on other dates and learn about things that I want and I don't want, um, and even now seeing, like you said, looking back at the footage and being like, you know, I'm, cause in my head, actually, when I was going through the the whole situation with Vinay, I was like, you know, maybe I was too hard. Like maybe I should just give him another try. Like, you know, maybe it was just a, a blip. Right. Um, but then I was like, no, I'm like, why am I going to do that? I need to stand up for myself. Like, don't like I've, I've gone through so many relationships where I've been the one to like make the compromise or make like the sacrifice or, you know, be like, you know what, you hurt me so much. That's fine. I'm just going to, I'm just going to stay here and, and, you know, be with you. But like, that's not okay. It's not okay for any, you know, in, in whatever situation happened or with anybody, right. You know, like mutual respect for, for your significant other or the person that you're dating is, is so important. And, um, you know, that for me was like coming, you know, a, really coming into myself moment where I'm like, I'm standing up for myself. You cannot disrespect me or treat me badly because I'm not going to give you another chance. Um, yeah. We quote Maya Angelou. It. Hmm? it is right. It's hard to see it. You said. Yeah. 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 yeah I mean, we quote Maya Angelou on the podcast all the time. It's like sort of our, um, our Bible quote, um, <laughs> which is, you know, when someone shows you who they are, believe them the first time. First. And like, we're always sort of like, 
let's see how it goes the second, third, fourth, fifth, tenth time. And it's like, you know, a guy who wants to be there for you fucking shows up and it's yeah. cool. And, you know, I, I hate to say it, but, you know, so I'm glad. Um, yeah. It's so true. Yeah. How was it when, because they, at some point, they showed his little insert with his explanation of what happened. Like, how was that for you watching whatever his excuse was? <laughs> um, I know what played out for me and what I went through um, mm-hmm. and, and everyone saw it on, um, on the show. And I think everyone was kind of handling uh, the, the aftermath of seeing it differently. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, to move past it. And, uh, you know, for me, like you said, this happened last year. So uh, it's <laughs> been, uh, you know, reliving the past is tough, but yeah, trying to just keep it moving. Yeah. Um, I mean, at the end of the day too, right? People always have their own version of an experience and that's just like truth is very relative at some point. It's we we hope it's objective, but in his own world, he might've seen it as completely different. And the rest of us are like, bitch, you could have (laughs) texted. Right. Right. Just saying, just saying, um, you, you know, uh, the, did you guys feel and I can say this as, you know, Indian girl growing up. Um, one of the things that I remember bugged me, which my parents have done to me, you know, which is like, I, and I, I want both of you to answer this as just like Indian women, but like, Nadia, you, you know, when, when it didn't work out with Vinay, I think your parents said to you, um, well, you must've been too hard on him or you must've been overbearing. And I remember like, I've been cheated on and my parents will go, you know, well, what did you do? What did you do? Yep. <laughs> and like, did you feel like that, um, the women sort of in general are maybe treated a little bit differently in the show and just sort of in general in sort of this Indian matchmaking world, like is something different expected of us? Yeah, I think, um, I think in the show, uh, the maybe opinions of, of girls having to be more flexible, um, in my opinion, doesn't align with, with my view. Cause I think now, especially maybe, you know, our generation, um, sees relationships as, as partnerships, both people have to be flexible at the end of the day. Um, and yeah, my parents, um, have, you know, they were like, well, maybe you're too hard. And they even say it to me now, like you're too picky or you're too like stuck in your ways and you're not going to find somebody who's whatever, but like, they don't say that to my brother. My brother's like, you know, three years younger than me. So he's right around the corner for marriage as well. But like, he doesn't get that pressure when, whenever something happens. Um, so yeah, I mean, there just is kind of this, um, unfair or unwritten rule of like the woman has to be the one to make it work, but no, at the, both people have to make it work. <laughs> Yeah, um, and I hope that our generation is going to be the one to kind of change that mentality a little bit. Yeah, Manisha, what do you think? Yeah, I think the same thing. I think there's these like unex, um, like unsaid sort of expectations on women um, in general, and I think that kind of crosses even I would say like forget Indians. Like I think even like I grew up in the U.S. and so I've seen I've seen that in in the U.S. as well. You know where where girls just aren't treated fairly. Um, 
you know, we can be walking down the street and we are catcalled or we're called names. We could be a, you know, just last week, what happened, um, you know, we could be somebody just going to our job on the stairs of the Congress um, in DC and be called names. And I just, I've seen it time and time again, where we're not treated fairly. And if, you know, you want to come at me in my DMs and disagree with me, that's fine. I'd be happy to debate this till, you know, the cows can go home. But it's just something that I think is, it is like we have these expectations on us that aren't fair. And it's, I, I would agree with Nadia that um, like, I don't have any brothers, but I have a cousin, you know, who's a man and he, it's just expected that like, well, you know, his wife is going to do this for him or he's, he's never going to have to do that, you know, or he gets away with things that we don't as girls in the family. And so I'm, I'm really hopeful too, that things are turning around. We're all, all the girls are very vocal about it in my family. We all like correct our parents right away. Like, no, that's not how it works. He does have to pick up his plate because he's going to have to do that someday, (laughs) you know? And it's definitely something that it takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of consistency, but we've unified as the girls in our family and we're making sure that those changes are being made. I love that. I'm glad. And I agree. I think, I think our generation hopefully is the one speaking up yet. I'm sure there will be some who will just internalize what their parents are yeah. also doing to them. It's um, you know, th- this is a good transition to, cause we're talking about the sort of the social justice topics and then we'll get off of it and come back to fun stuff again. <laughs> but, um, you know, the show has gotten the, the feedback about colorism and casteism and all of that. Mm-hmm. I have my own opinions in that. I think we're more open about it than, and and it's kind of all over the world. Like if you watch, you know, there's a great drama, a teen drama called Outer Banks on Netflix. And, and, you know, they show the casteism or classism in that show where a guy is like, it's set in New Orleans and there's a, you know, the rich girl and the not so rich guy and how their families don't approve of them being together and hiding it. But I think, watching it so openly right in indian yeah. matchmaking is a little cringy i mean <laughs> do you guys what have you guys sort of what are your thoughts on that and um and sort of the feedback the show has been getting around that topic yeah i mean i think to your point you you do see it in other places like the notebook one of my favorite movies, but you know, you have this like very wealthy girl and then, you know, the guy, he, you know, he says, I didn't have like two dimes to rub together. Um, and so that those types of stories are, you know, when they're written, I guess are, um, you know, this, this aspiration of like, yes, I can, you know, get this unattainable love or, you know, two people who weren't meant to be together can be together. Um, but I think what, uh, the difference was with the show was that it was real. Um, but these are real conversations that are that are happening. Um, and you know, as much movement and and strides we're trying to take to to change the conversation or shift the conversation in, in a different direction, um, I mean, at the end of the day, this is still this is still real conversation that's happening. And I have, you know, I've been following all of the uh, you know, debates online and and different opinions that everyone is sharing. Um, and you know, everyone does bring up a good point, but um, yes, this this is still reality sadly that we're still living in it's not like any of this was was so that we like didn't do any of this or we didn't do any of that um so i i just think that you know people can maybe use this as a springboard to continue the conversation 
Um, but you know, it's not something that was intentionally, uh, yeah. Manisha. Yeah. I would agree with all those things. I think, um, one, you know, the show it touches in addition to being, you know, obviously real life, none of us are actors, of course. Um, you know, I, I, I would also say that it, it's very triggering. Like it's a triggering topic all the way around. We started off by saying, you know, love is universal, marriage is universal, dating is universal. But some of those things can be very triggering too. And, you know, like Nadia said, I think we need to have these conversations. These are not conversations that we should shy away from. I think that's when we're going to see actual change happen. You know, it took decades. I grew up at a time where fair and lovely, the cream, you know, was sold, but, and it took decades to have the conversation about the cream, even changing their name. And I think it's just important to to recognize that if if a, sh- if a reality television show can have those conversations, can spark those conversations, and initiate something that will cause change for the betterment of their, of our society, then why not? Why not? Yeah, I mean, Aisha, as again, you know, I'm going to just keep referring to you as the non-Indian animals. <laughs> <laughs> but again, like because this topic is so prevalent or it's, it was so in your face in the show. Do you sort of see it that like it's, it's kind of happening all over the world or did you feel like when you watched it, like, Ooh, this is weird. This is like a weird Indian thing. That's. Oh no. Colorism is real. (laughs) It's very prevalent in the black community as well. And I actually like, yes, it is cringy, but appreciated that it wasn't like edited out. Like it's a good thing that it was out there so people can see, oh, wait, this actually doesn't feel good when it's said out loud. Mm-hmm. So like you guys were saying, I think it is good and it has sparked a conversation and hopefully hopefully we can work against that because, you know, it doesn't it doesn't feel good. Every time it came up, I'd be like, ooh, okay. Yeah, I know. It was, like, it, was, it was really one of those, like, you're like, ooh, like, <laughs> not that bad. <laughs> um, so guys, uh, Overall, Indian Indian matchmaking. Did it, does it work? Would you recommend it? <laughs> um, I'll go first. Um, yeah. so I I think, you know, unfortunately the, you know, we saw the the matches on the show didn't work, but it works. Um, like my parents are are match wedding. They've been married this year. I think it will be 37 years or 38 years. Um, multiple family members of mine have all been, you know, arranged or, or matched at some point and they're all, you know, literally death do us part type marriages. Um, I have not lost hope in it. Um, I think my biggest takeaway was that matchmaking just as, you know, regular, you know, regular dating is, is not magic. Um, right. you know, you're not putting your wishes into a hat and see my auntie pulls out your, your, you know, <laughs> future husband or a future wife. Um, you know, it still takes work and effort and commitment from both sides, regardless if you're meeting that person through a matchmaker or through a dating app or, you know, in person or whatever. Um, so no, I don't, I don't think I've uh, lost all hope in, in matchmaking and I would try it again if the opportunity arises. And two. <laughs> Manisha, what about yeah, you? Yeah, I can say too, it didn't work for me. Um, obviously, as, as everyone knows, I think um, Yasser and I's story ended on screen. You know, um, we're still really good friends. We still chat and we've talked a lot since the show's come out as well. Um, he's a great person, by the way. He's just not my person. Um, and so I will say that, you know, it, it's uh, it's not something that... Um, I don't think Simanti had any magic wand, you know, she, <laughs> she just, she did her best. She did, she was presented with factual information and she tried to match what she thought would be the best one work out. And mm-hmm. I think that I, I learned more about myself in the last year um, through this journey 
Um, and so I'm just grateful for that. I'm grateful for all that I've grown as a person and I'm more clear, clear now about what I want in a relationship, what I don't want in a relationship. Um, and I'm grateful to Indian matchmaking for allowing me to figure that out. Yeah. I mean, we're, uh, I've actually, uh, uh, had a matchmaker too. Uh, like we've oh, had yeah. <laughs> our friends, our very first guests on this podcast are like execs in the biz, but they're also matchmakers. And oh, they were like, fun. do you want to try this? And I was like, yeah, fuck, I'll try it. I'll try anything. <laughs> and then, um, and two, I mean, I went on two dates, both were like actual relationships. One was like a boyfriend, both lasted about six months. It didn't work out, but, um, but they were both great experiences. And I've always sort of been like, why does everybody, but I have uh, other friends who've gone to them and hated it. And they were like, mm-hmm. never doing this again. Cause one date like w- wasn't a fit. And I'm like, well, I mean, it's just a day. It's like a regular yeah. like, trial and error a little bit. And I don't know about you guys, but like when my friends were originally setting me up, I was like, Ooh, I wonder who they think is like a good match for me. Like, <laughs> right. That's I, always the interesting thing. Like your friends or family like brings to you and you're like, it's either like this person or it's like, oh, this person. Um, but it's interesting to see what their opinion is of, of who they think you would be with or they like could see you with. Yeah. And those biodata yeah. guys, the biodata. <laughs> Biodatas. <laughs> Stars have to align. So, you know, yeah. that's key as well. <laughs> I think we should just start an Instagram called Biodatas and like everyone <laughs> posts like their friends write a bio data for them. I, I love it. Curious yeah. I have a few bio datas in my DMs right now being like, here's all my information. And I'm like, thanks. <laughs> I fucking love it. I mean, uh, you know, Manisha, you said that you had learned a lot from in this past year. What have you guys learned? Like what, whether it's watching back the show or just time, um, mm-hmm. what have you both learned in this past year about yourself that you think might help you in the dating process in the future. I think, yeah, I can go first. I think um, when I started this process and it it started in 2018 for me, um, you know, auditioning for the show, if you will, and going through the interviews and talking to different um, production members. I think my anticipation was like, okay, this is going to be it. I'm going to meet my husband this way. We're going to have, um, a big fat Indian wedding. It's going to be on Netflix. Like, you know, this is it. This is how I'm going to meet. It's going to be super Bollywood and right up my right. alley. And, you know, maybe Shah Rukh Khan will even be there. I don't know. But, you know, I just, I, I think I had very different um, anticipations. And then when it, you know, when it didn't happen, I was like, well, what did this, you know, I think there's always this introspective thing that happens after the end of any relationship, right? Like what mm-hmm. could, what could I have done differently? What could have, you know, what could have, like, if I didn't do this, would, the outcome have changed. I think I learned that um, being in a relationship isn't everything. You know, it's it's a great plus, but it doesn't define who I am as a person. It doesn't change my worth. Um, I'll say, I'll just um, a plug to this podcast if I can. Um, you know, everybody's been binge watching Indian matchmaking and messaging me. Oh my God, I've binge watched it or I watched it in two days or I watched it in a day. I've been binge listening to this podcast. And like, <laughs> honestly, like, where has this been my whole dating life? Because okay. it's just been, it's been so telling, you know, and I think I, I'm kind of going backwards and maybe I should start at the beginning, but, you know, I heard the podcast on um, worthiness and I, it taught me so much, you know, I, I've been practicing some of the things that I learned from there. And I think, yeah, it'd be great to be in a relationship, but it'd be more great to be in the right relationship. And that's where I am at my stage in my life. 
Yeah, I think for me, the the biggest takeaway, and and we kind of alluded to this before, was was knowing my self worth and and respecting myself enough to to stand up for myself. Um, you know, as we get older, I mean, I just feel like there's a certain level of you know respect that you should just have for for people in general, right? But then especially a person that you're potentially trying to make your your partner, um, that you know, hopefully they share that same level of respect. But yeah, standing up for yourself, there's nothing wrong with with doing that. If someone's not treating you right, like you better let them know that they're not doing it or remove yourself from the situation. But um yeah, that that was definitely my my biggest takeaway. And that people don't know what Guyana is. And now I hope they do. <laughs> Put it on the map. Um, yeah. You know, one of one of the big reasons we, and we've talked about this a lot of why we do a dating podcast versus a sex podcast specifically is I really, really believe that the way we date says a lot about our condition, our human condition. Like mm-hmm. whether that is, like you said, like not being able to set a boundary or taking in too much or being too giving or whatever. It's just like we can we can figure out what our insecurities and where our hangups are in the way that people date. Um, and sort of, you know, this podcast becomes one of those like breaking every one of those little aspects down. And it's so little about actually dating and so much about, you know, how we are going to be as humans outside of that process. Because I think being better in that process outside will make us better as daters. Yeah, right. Um, you know, as we're wrapping out, uh, I have to ask, have to ask two things. Is there anything you would go back and change? Um, and then I'll no. wait and I'll ask you the last one. Okay. <laughs> no, no, for me as well, I wouldn't change yeah. it. Nothing. No, I think they did a great job of, of, capturing what we went through. Um, I mean, I can't speak for Manisha, but for myself, like what you saw was, is what you get. Um, that's like a hundred percent of, of who I am. Um, and so I, I would not change a thing. I had a great date with Shaker and, um, you know, it was like one of the best dates I've ever had. It was like amazing. What Um, happened? (laughs) <laughs> we just, you know, a few weeks after after filming, we just kind of decided that like it, it, we weren't for each other. But he's definitely a great guy, um, and uh, you know, he will be a great partner to to someone later on. Um, but yeah, just it wasn't for me. But um, that was uh, that was. But yeah, Manisha, you you yeah. wouldn't take any. No, I I wouldn't. I think um, I was authentic and true to myself. And that's really kind of how I live my life. I, I don't think I would change anything. Um, and again, I mentioned this earlier too, Gaster's a really nice person. He's also going to make a great partner to somebody someday. Um, I'm sure. I just want to give him a hug. <laughs> I know. He gives really great hugs. I can vouch for that. <laughs> yeah. okay, um, burning, burning question for everybody. What, what do you really think about Seema? <laughs> I mean, I said it on this show, like, I felt she was like my aunt who was just like coming in and being like, okay, like here, let me set you up with all these guys. Um, I mean, I, I very immediately felt like actually really close to her. Um, you know, seeing some of the, uh, side commentary, like on the show that, you know, afterwards, um, I was like, is that hard to match me because I'm Guyanese? but, uh, but you know, when we when we met in person, I was just like, oh my gosh! I was like, I just felt so close to her. She also reminded me of my dance teacher, and I was like, you know, I just felt very like connected to her. 
Yeah, I had very limited interactions with her. I think I told you guys right before we started, we like we um, Seema and I met once. We talked on the phone a couple of times um, leading up to my meeting with Yasser, but I think she's great. I think she has a tough job. It's not easy to do her job. Um, I can't think of her now and not think of Seema from Mumbai. <laughs> I was just wondering, did she immediately <laughs> what comes to my that. mind? Um, Mumbai and Seema are, are just... Did she introduce herself as that? Yeah. Oh, funny. That's hilarious. I'm here. Tagline. Yeah. Okay. So, so guys, thank you so much for being on the show. You're not exactly done. We have a quick little rapid fire we do with every guest on the show. And I think everybody wants to know what your guys is. is. So this is our uh, six question segment. Um, Nadia, you can go first. Manisha, you can go second. So every answer, it'll be Nadia first, then Manisha. Okay. Okay. So guys, here's your six questions. What is the first thing you notice about a potential partner? His smile. Um, I notice his laughter, I'll say, but since Nadia said smile, I'll also say I notice his Adam's apple. That's something that I... Oh, okay, okay. Are you checking if there is one? It's <laughs> like how pronounced it is, you know? Oh. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Manley, I fair, it's fair. Um, what, is, what is one deal breaker? Hmm. Um, putting ketchup on fries. <laughs> like if we're going to share that, do not put it all over. <laughs> we, we would never date Nadia. Yeah. <laughs> I have ketchup on everything, including. We can be friends though. Thank you. <laughs> um, for me, I'd say ignorance. Mm, good one. Uh, what turns you on? Um, a sense of humor. Mm. I like guys. Unlike up or not. Right. <laughs> We're very different in that respect. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, for me, I would say intelligence. I'm super turned on by a smart guy. Ambition as well, but intelligence really turns me on. Well, we might have seen this next question a little bit on the show, but what did want, tell us one of your dating stre- strengths and weaknesses in a relationship. Um, I think my strength is that I am completely completely out there and I, I, you know, wear my heart on my sleeve. So, you know, if I like you, I will tell you right off the bat, like, I like you or, you know, I, I love you or, you know, I, you know, I'm always like that first person because I wear my heart on my sleeve, but then my weakness is probably also that is that I wear my heart on my sleeve and, and, you know, at the end of the day, sometimes it's not reciprocated or, you know, people get scared when you um, are very upfront about how you're feeling. Uh, so I think that would be both my strength and my weakness. Yeah, for me, I think um, my strength is I give my relationship with, um, you know, in relationships, I give my 200%. I'm I'm there. I'm um, super loyal. Um, If you have me, like, as your partner, you're set, like, for life, basically. But (laughs) also, I think that's also weakness, is that I I give um, so much. And I think in some ways, I expect that. Um, in return, like if I'm giving you 200%, you can't show up with 20. Like, that's just not cool. (laughs) Um, Maybe that's why I'm still single, but I think that's something that I'm not willing to be flexible or negotiable. That's a good one. Guys, what is love? (laughs) Whoa. All right. This is deep. Um, Oh my God. I don't even know how to answer this. I actually just wrote something at work uh, about like uh, summer love. Um, (laughs) What is love? I mean, it's it's the, the dream that everyone's chasing. Um, 
I, I, you know, I think people, they hear it, they, they try and understand it and they're just always trying to, to, to get it. Um, as, as we all are, like, you know, like I said, it was universal, but wow, that's a tough question. (laughs) (laughs) Manisha. Yeah. I think for love for me, it's being, um, aligned, um, and willing to build your life together with someone. Um, the stars have to align too, of course, (laughs) but yeah, it's willing to build your life together, brick by brick, you know, figuring it out each step of the way. And last one guys, besides, I love you. What three words would you want your partner to tell you? Here's some Oreos. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh man, this is tough. Can I can I give you two answers? Yeah. <laughs> let's vacuum together and uh, <laughs> let's let's adopt dogs. Oh. <laughs> Love it, guys. Nadia, Manisha, thank you so much for being thank on. You. Thank you, guys. Thanks for being Natasha, Aisha. It was so good to meet you guys. We heart yeah. you guys. How can everyone find you on social media? Um, I am at Nadia Jagasar, um, and my uh, event planning is uh, at Euphoria Events. Yes. Um, I'm I'm on Instagram as Love L U V Manisha. Um, and on Twitter as Manisha D83. Thanks so much for being on and good luck with everything. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Bye. And also, guys, make sure you follow us on social media. We are at Kinda Dating Across the Board, Aisha. I am at Aisha Says Dance Across the Board. And I'm at Natasha Chandel on Instagram, Natasha underscore Chandel on Twitter, Natasha Chandel official on Facebook. Guys, thank you so much for downloading this episode. Please take a few seconds and review us on iTunes and download the rest of our shows. Also, send us your dating stories and thoughts by voice memo to kindadating at gmail.com. Finally, I know it seems tough out there, but just try. Till next time. Kind of Dating is created, produced, and hosted by myself, Natasha Chandel. Aisha Holden is my co-host. Our producer is Adam Pineless, and our intern is Karina Uribe. The opening music is composed by Joe Lorenzetti, and our logo and graphics are by Jenna Yenick and K. Daniel Ellis.